1: Episode 77, it's Moon, P, Jug, and Hobbs. This could be our best podcast ever because seven is my lucky number. Mm. And I love the number seven. I have since I was a boy. It's never won me anything on a lottery ticket. It's never, you know, been anything other than my favorite number. And I tried to win the $700 million lotto. That didn't happen or I wouldn't be here. You
0: know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't no. just, just to like throw it in everybody's face and just finally tell everybody off and just be like, this is my last episode. I've never liked so-and-so just air it all out. Like a, like a real housewives reunion.
1: Why not? I mean, it could, but can I talk about somebody that I personally know that could very soon win $75 million. There's a guy down in Houston, Texas, and his name is Mattress Mac. Mac. We've spoken of this guy before. His real name is Jim McInvale. He is a promotional genius. This guy moved to Houston uh, after getting clean and sober because he was a mess. And he basically set up in a vacant lot his pickup truck and a couple of mattresses. And he put up a sign and he sold the mattresses to people that had very bad credit. Okay. And so he then would help people with bad credit, you know, get the furniture they wanted on payment plans.
0: Usually those furniture loans, because you're financing so little, but a lot of times they're like 21%. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was just huge interest. But he made a lot of money doing that. And then he opened another store and another store. His marketing was unbelievable he would come up with ideas that nobody else would ever try and became very well-known. Well, let's just fast forward to how he can win $75 million in the next week. He makes massive bets on huge sporting events and the World Series is coming up. And mm-hmm. guess who's in it? The Houston Astros. Now, what Mac did was at the very beginning of the season before the first pitch was ever thrown, he went and placed bets that were a lot higher than a one-to-one bet. It was 10-to-one on some of them, five-to-one on another one. And he put up enough money that if the Houston Astros win, he will win the largest legal sports bet that has ever been won in American history. Here's another thing he does that's kind of cool. He says to uh, people in uh, Houston or around the country even that if you buy furniture, from him, over $3,000 worth, and the Astros win, he'll give you your money back. The Astros just swept the Yankees, <laughs> right? They're not a bad team this year. And I he didn't know that at the beginning of the year. He went ahead and put the bet down, and I cannot wait to see if he wins. He and I would do these uh, you know, events together, and he was so much fun. He's just a super smart and a really nice guy, and I wish him nothing but good stuff
0: you keep saying he's going to come on the podcast. If he, if he went $750 million, I don't know that you two are going to like really be super friends anymore. He's going to be hanging out with Elon and, uh, different <laughs>
1: people. uh, did you have a good week?
0: I did have a good week. I did. What's going on? Was- because
1: the interest rate just went to seven. So how's the business?
0: Oh, it's higher than that. on a 30 year fixed. Really? Um, what's it at? Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, it depends on your circumstances and stuff like that and loan value and credit and that, but, uh, seven and a half, seven, seven point three seven five. Really? On a 30 year, you can get less. You can get less on a 10 or a 15 or a 20. So if you don't have that much left on your loan, you can always go to a shorter AM. But yeah, man, we were just on, a, I was just on a call last week where this time last year, we were at two point six seven five for the most part on a 30-year fixed and now we're at like 7.375 so this is the this is the fastest hike rate i remember and i've talked to a lot of people that have been in the business even longer than i have they don't even remember this happening in the 80s you know when that was you know huge inflation and you know, the late 70s with, you know, the gas shortages and all that kind of stuff. But the interest rates never went bananas like this. But I mean, you got to remember too, historically we've had interest rates as high as 15, 16%. The way that the banking model is set up you can't, you know what I mean? You can't just keep giving people that those interest rates because also too, it affects your ability to save money. No one was keeping any money in savings. Everybody was investing in real estate because there was no yield return on anything on savings, right? So people are putting it in the market. People are putting it in real estate because you're not getting any return. So with interest rates going up, you will actually see some, some interest in your savings accounts again, which would be nice.
1: Uh, you know, we're looking at doing a certificate of deposit CDs right now are bringing about 4%, not quite bad. And if you go two years, you get four and a half percent. If anybody's been watching the stock market this year, it's been a complete disaster. As a matter of fact, Amazon just went down 20%. Facebook's fallen through the bottom. Uh, Anything that's got tech attached to it, it's not good.
0: Facebook, first of all, they changed all of my web pages to this meta uh, business suite stuff. Yep. I swear to God, I'm going to have to spend an hour to figure out how to even operate my Facebook fan page again to me this has always felt not like the recession from 2007 this has felt like the what happened after the dot com boom in 2000 that's what this has always economically felt like to me and the fact that um they're starting to short tech stocks makes sense because what led to the dot com boom in 2000 was everybody was just throwing money at anything that was technology and hoping that these people were going to come up with the next great invention so a lot of money went into ipos and all that kind of stuff and at the end of the day, human beings want to go to a store and touch things and see things and all of this kind of stuff. And I think that they projected that they were going to be able to weather any bad publicity storms. Amazon, you know, does a good job, but not always perfect. Facebook has really kind of ruined their business model. I, in my opinion, as a small business person, so I would pull your, not that I give financial advice, but I pull everything out of stock you've got or tech stock.
1: Yeah, it's been a rough ride over the course of the year. I think I'm down 21%. I look at mine hourly.
0: Yeah, see, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't obsess. That's like you financial obsession. I totally understand it, but you can't do it. It's like when someone has an eating disorder and they're weighing themselves six or seven times a day, like every time after they have a bowel movement, every time after they eat and seeing if there's some kind of a difference. Like you can't do that to yourself. Designate one time a day to look at the
1: stocks. One of my favorite Ooh. jokes that Ron White used to tell was, You ever take a so big your pants fit better? Have you voted yet?
0: I'm going to vote the day of. And the reason why is I'm a judge.
1: You know, there's a link on the, uh, you know, page for the Minnesota government where you can check to see if your election uh, ballot has been counted. Nice. And yeah, so Good. I went in to do that. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, when were you born? Where do you live? You know, what's your social security number? And I'm thinking, uh oh, this is a phishing attempt. You should never give that out ever for anything ever.
0: No. And if you are receiving it and the email has, if you ever want to do a quick check, if there's a phone number, call the phone number before you respond to any email and see if you legitimately know the person. And don't give them any information over the phone either, but I'm just saying like you can usually eliminate anything that's fake. But yeah, no, no, for sure that was a phishing attempt because no one will ever ask you. If anybody says that you need your social security number to vote, you do not need your social security number to vote.
1: One of the things I got the biggest kick out of was I was in my garage uh, smoking cigars with a guy one day, and we were both from different political viewpoints. Sure. And there are websites that you can align yourself with your opinions and your candidates. So you, you, uh, you know, go to the website and say, who should I vote for? And they ask you questions and he and I sat there and we answered the questions completely opposite from one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you believe in the death penalty? I said, yes. He said no. Yep. And then it goes on and on with all the questions. We're on the same website with completely different, opinions and when we both hit who should we vote for it came up with the same guy which was another candidate that wasn't even mentioned right and so they tricked us basically into both parties thinking this is the guy to do yeah and there's a lot of stuff out there like that right now and at the university of minnesota they want their students to become involved in you know, the political process and to know what's going on with our country. And they have now, a whole bunch of them have put together party buses to go to the polls and vote. Fun. So, yeah, you can just, you know, get on a bus with about 25 other drunken college students. Why <laughs> they
0: right? be drunk to vote?
1: I wonder if they have a breathalyzer at the polling place. They probably should
0: when I've done it before, there really hasn't been any problem. Like one guy was really getting frustrated a little bit and raised his voice a bit because he didn't have the proper stuff, but we were able to work through it and, and figure out another way to, you know, allow him to vote because he just didn't have, he was a trucker and he didn't have all the pieces that he was supposed to have. My boyfriend's like, well, you're going to have to, you know, watch out. Cause you know, they're, they're threatening poll workers. I'm like, bring it. I want a TF on a stranger so bad.
1: I can't remember the last time that I went down my ballot and Mm -hmm. just did a straight party line vote. I always look through the candidates and I try to figure out which one I'm closely aligned with. Yeah, Uh, you know, what is in it for me? That's the person I want to vote for. And I think everybody should be selfish and do that. Uh, you don't want somebody that's going to do exactly the opposite that you want. And this time I wasn't interested in anything else than to go straight party lines, which was closely aligned with the way I feel. And I've never done that before, but this time, and we were having a big conversation the other day with some friends and we had two people that were at least right, if not far right. And then we had more like two independents, me being one of those. And this was the thing that was so crazy. We could not come up with a person on either side of the fence either democrat or republican that we just said you know something they look awesome none of us could and what we all decided and only could agree upon that is our system is broken Yeah. and one of the guys and i got a kick out of this he said you know uh, people on the right side of the fence have actually almost separated within themselves because there's the republicans and then there's the the MAGA republicans And then the people on the right uh, in my garage then said, well, wait a minute. What about the liberals and the far left liberals? Maybe they should, you know, break off and do their own parties. And I don't think that's such a bad idea.
0: I'm not opposed to us getting more parties.
1: No. No, I just want one that I like. Right now, I don't like either of them.
0: (laughs) But here's the thing. Let's be. But realistically, when you're saying the system's broken, this is, I think, at the core of it is that at the end of the day, I, you know, I used to date a guy who was involved in politics here um, for the Republican Party in Minnesota. He broke it down. He's an independent himself, but he he just broke it down. He's like, it's all about who can raise money. How do you raise Mm -hmm. money? By telling people stuff they want to hear. The reason why Bernie Sanders never really got fully the support he should have was because Bernie was on our side and not on the other politician's side. And they knew that. And they're not going to they're not going to invite you to the party. Like I was saying, we're talking about like newscasters. I don't want I don't want my news or my political decisions from the beautiful people. I don't want it from influencers. I want men and women that live in a house full of books And that don't own a TV. That's where I, those are the leaders I want. Ones that aren't being influenced every five seconds because someone shared a bad photo and you're forced to comment on every little thing. All that stuff takes all their eyes off the ball. And it's very hard to stand in yourself if what you need to be successful at your job is to have everybody like you and vote for you on a constant basis. I want to vote on, on politicians and not know what they look like. I want it to be the voice.
1: I can say this. I am so sick of political commercials, every commercial right now. Yeah. I mean, the only time you get a break from a commercial yeah. is when you get a drug commercial early in the podcast. Last week, we got right to two questions with Putin. You I did. wanted to go ahead and get mine ready to go right now. I'm, I'm ready to go. If you are okay. If you had to rate your looks, Mr. Putin on a one to 10, what would you give yourself? What do you think he is? I'd say he's like a, I don't know. Dicks?
0: i think that's only because you've seen him on that horse
1: <laughs> with no shirt on <laughs> wow
0: um no for me he's uh three maybe
1: really not attractive <laughs> at all
0: <laughs> no <laughs> okay so what does he rate himself that's a good question that's a good question
1: for me if i look at myself in the mirror yeah I don't know where I'd really go, but my wife kind of tried to help me out the other night when we were watching Dope Sick on Hulu. She said to me, "Uh, is that Michael Keaton? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, it is. I said, people have actually told me I look like him. Mm -hmm. And she goes, yeah, when you were like 10. So I think she's saying I've aged a bit.
0: No, I mean, I saw a picture of you, uh, a promotional photo from the radio station, from a, from, a, from a while back. And you had said the Michael Keaton thing. And I saw it. I saw it. You've got blue eyes. I mean, it was similar haircut, similar. I mean, I, I saw I saw a resemblance. I wouldn't say just like, but I saw a resemblance for sure.
1: What are you going to rate yourself? You look in the mirror, you got a one to ten.
0: Oh God, that depends on the day, man. Some days I'm like, woo! I am a, I am an eight. And then there's days when I am like, that's a one. That is That is full one. I'm ripe. I haven't done my hair. Nothing has been tweezed. Nothing's been brushed. Nothing's been washed.
1: Who would you give a 10? I'd say start male, go female.
0: Jason Momoa is pretty close to a 10. Really? For me. He's yeah. He's a
1: big old boy, isn't he?
0: He is, but he's also doesn't seem like a total dick about it. You know, that's yeah. what I don't like. Is If you're going to, you already can rip me in half. Like, I don't need you to already, and then additionally flex about how strong you are. Like, we get it. It's Who else? Female, Charlize Theron. She's babe. Alexander Skarsgård is up there
1: too. For me, a 10 would be my wife. And uh, let's see, as a guy, let's see. (laughs) I know
0: who you're going to say. Old Tampa Bay there.
1: Oh, Tom Brady? Mm Mm-hmm. He's cute.
0: (laughs) He's like your Kardashian.
1: Uh, I have one more question with Putin and then you do your two. What have you always wanted to do, but yet to do it? For me, it was always to go to Hawaii and I'll never do that, but I always wanted to go. I just never got it done.
0: I'm surprised at that. You've never been to Hawaii?
1: No, I've been to uh, almost all the islands. I've been to all over the place. Mm -hmm. One of the, one of the best stories about islands that I've ever heard. I have a friend who has a child with a disability and she was given a, make a wish trip on this, make a wish thing. The people came to their home and they said, dream big. You can make any wish you want and we'll try to make it come true. What would it be? And she said, I'd like to go to an Island. Mm -hmm. She looked at the guy and she said, I want to go to Rhode Island. And the parents are like, no, not Rhode Island. And then they talked a little bit further and then they got, uh, a trip to Hawaii where they nice. went on a cruise ship, went island to island. It was really, really super great. Sweet. Okay. Is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you've yet to do it?
0: Yeah. There's a lot of things I haven't done yet. What was I going to say? It's something i want to do that I haven't done yet. I places. There's a lot of, for me, it's a lot of places, not so much things I want to do, but places I just want to go. Like I've always wanted to see like Hong Kong, I would really love to go to Italy and Ireland where my people are from and Iceland. I would love to travel, travel more.
1: Man, everything's so expensive right now.
0: That's the B about that. Like when it was cheap, everybody was dying. Like, Oh, you could travel, but you might die, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it now. And then I saw my friends doing it. Like, Oh, I went to London for like $9 and I'm like, okay. But I mean, I don't know if you're going to get back out, but
1: okay. Let's get your two questions.
0: Next question, because this is going to be airing on Friday. What are you going for as Halloween? Whoa. Yeah. What are you going to dress up as Halloween? What was your favorite costume?
1: I don't remember ever liking Halloween. I went to several Halloween parties Mm -hmm. uh, in costume and stuff, but I just, I never, I never got into it.
0: Really? But there's candy. That seems like kind of up your alley a little bit.
1: Well, like this year. We're buying the candy and then we're turning the lights out and eating it. Did you see the story about uh, the gators that were eating pumpkins in Orlando?
0: Did you see the video? I watched it.
1: Oh my, you should see this. It's awesome.
0: It was really funny. So there's a place called Gatorland and for a fun little Instagram publicity thing, what they do is they they cut jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins and then they feed them to the crocodiles and then they release the video of them, of eating them in slow motion. And, you know, what's funny is you don't necessarily associate crocodiles with Halloween but there are quite a few horror movies that have crocodiles in them. I was reminded um, I've been watching, I think I told you, but all month I've been binging watching AMC fear fest. I just keep it on at home while I'm goofing around and I watch old horror movies. I forgot about the movie Lake Placid and this has a ton of stars in it. Right. It's like, um, but Betty white is in it. I mean, this movie has been out for like 25 years. So spoiler alert, Betty white is actually the antagonist in a way. And she has this huge uh, crocodile that she keeps feeding in the lake. And then, you know, sometimes the lake, you know, sometimes it eats people.
1: Well, when I was living down in Texas, we had gators and we had a bunch of them. As a matter of fact, the thing that was crazy, I lived in an area in Texas called Cinco Ranch. And it's a, you know, suburb out near Katy, Texas. And nobody knows where that is. It's where Renee Zellweger's from. But, you know, it's just a metro suburb. And it's called Bayou Crossing. And in Houston, in order to help divert some of the huge rainfalls when it, you know, uh, they have tropical storms or big rainfalls, they have all these things called bayous. And they're like canals, if Mm -hmm. you will. And uh, we would get gators. In the canals.
0: Well, see now, and that's weird to me because I just found out, and I'm glad you're saying this, that you can get them in Texas. I had no idea that they were in Texas. I thought it was like Louisiana, you know, that side of the of the Gulf Coast. I didn't realize.
1: Well, not only can you get them, we you know, we had signs up in our neighborhood that says, don't let your dogs play here for okay. your kids, you know. And so we had one huge gator that everybody knew that was in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and he was in the Bayou, maybe 50 yards from our, you know, the place where you drove into the neighborhood. And when I left Texas and moved to Minnesota, I turned on the news. I didn't know anybody here. didn't know what station to watch or any of that. And I turned on right away the news after I had just gotten here. And this was like on new year's Eve. When Texas was still, you know, 75 degrees or whatever. And there's a story about uh, an alligator. And I look and it's like, wait a minute, that looks like my old neighborhood. Oh, no. Sure enough, what had happened was the gator had tried to snap at a couple of kids and some dogs. Uh, so the uh, uh, wildlife people were called. Sure. They came in and they tried to uh, tranquilize it. That didn't work. They tried to get one of those loops around its mouth. Uh, That Mm -hmm. didn't work. So they shot it, and there were all these animal rights people that were just going bananas. And I'm sitting here in Minnesota saying, wait a minute, that's that same gator that was in my neighborhood.
0: It could have been you. you. That gator was like, screw it. It's the end of the year. I haven't bitten anybody. I haven't kept up on any of my resolutions. I said I was going to eat leaner this year. I'm going to eat some dogs and children. Uh,
1: Here's another animal story. That's just the best. There are, was a dog that used to get taken to a dog park and this dog would go to the dog park with its owner, but they didn't walk there. They actually hitched a ride on a bus. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what happened? The dog figured out I can ride the bus without you. And so (laughs) the dog would then jump in the bus without its owner. Mm -hmm. The driver of the bus became accustomed to the dog doing so and when the dog would start to look out the window, knowing what its bus stop was, the bus driver would pull over. The dog would get out on its own and go to the dog park. <laughs> Isn't that just the best?
0: I absolutely love that. I was reading that story as well. And uh, what's cute about it is so the owner figured out that the the dog had this talent. Um, the, the owner was having a cigarette and the bus arrived. And then the dog was like, not waiting for the owner. The dog just, you know, got on the bus and it's easy for the dog to do so. Right. Cause it's just stairs. And so, yeah, that's when the the owner kind of discovered that she had a very independent pooch and the dog's name is Eclipse, which is adorable. And it's a beautiful, what is that? A black lab. It looks like. And so cute. So over 10 years, these people have, or the dog was 10 years old, but since 2015 on social media, this dog Eclipse was noticed and people have been following the journey and uh, Eclipse has a signature red harness. And so everybody knows who Eclipse is and just accommodates, right? Well, sadly, uh, we, we learned that Eclipse has now passed. And so, everybody in Seattle, and especially on that bus line, is mourning the passing of this uh, Black Lab. It was a Black Lab Bull Mastiff mix. The, the dog, I love the dogs. Independ- the dog's like, I'm not waiting on you. You know what? You're unreliable. They are so darn smart.
1: It's crazy. Mm-hmm. My dog has a 52 page owner's manual.
0: Yeah. What is and- yours, though? But your man- owner's manual is super long.
1: No, my owner's manual, you could ask BJ. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's deep. We need to talk about a celebrity that I used to be a fan of, and I'm still a fan of, but I'm learning things that I never had known, and that's Matthew Perry from Friends.
0: Oh, yeah. What was that big interview? Is Is it coming up, or has it already aired?
1: In case you didn't see it, it was on ABC. Matthew Perry, I loved on Friends. I loved the whole cast. I think everybody did. It was such a big thing in its time. Well, he got into drugs. Yep. And he got into opioids. Yeah. And he got into alcohol. Then he mixed the two, and then he took other things. And nobody knew, but he was just a mess. Jennifer Aniston finally approached him and said, "We know you're drinking while you're working," and there was, you know, problems that, you know, came up. Uh, he was loaded one night, partying with Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. He, he had a crush on Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie got so hammered. He passed out. Well, guess what? Matthew Perry moved in. Oh, dang. and then the next day it was like nothing ever happened. I taped it. So I'm going to watch it. Okay. I, I haven't seen it all, but I mean, wow. The abuse thing is just so devastating. It doesn't matter if you're a big TV celebrity or who you are. Right. I can tell you this. I was watching Dope Sick uh, on the recommendation of Hobbs with Michael Keaton about the opioid thing. And when I watched them snorting things. Yep. I couldn't watch it. Yep. And when I watched uh, Queen of the South, I tried to watch it, couldn't watch it, had to turn it off.
0: I have that reaction for, for certain things too. Like Mad Men is a tough one for me because of the alcohol. Uh. There's so, so much drinking and so much normalization of it that it's, then your little brain starts going, Oh, well, I mean, you know, what would that hurt? And it's like, no, shut up. Shut up, brain.
1: I don't do that. (laughs) Well, you know, and another thing we got to cover because Hobbs has to get out of here in just a little bit. I turned my wife on to White Lotus yes. and now there's a new season. Okay. So hallelujah for that. I love White Lotus. I thought it was great. I know that Murders in the Building is coming back and they've got uh, Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy on as a character now. What have you been watching?
0: I finished season one of House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but now we're all we're ready for a showdown. So come on season two. I'm really bummed. I'm not going to get to see anything for probably another year and
1: a half or two years. But the guy um, that wrote that, by the way, was just on with Stephen Colbert, George R.R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you you would not believe the amount of words in one of his books and his movies. He was talking about, you know, the project that you're going to be waiting for. And they said, it's going to be at least two years. I mean, he writes massive books, like 1500 pages. Is it that good or is it just filler?
0: I think you get what you, if you go back and read the original series, you get out of it what you want. It's tough if you've already watched the television show because it is quite a departure. Um, They clean up a lot of the storylines. It's really, his stuff is really prolific. There's a lot. And a lot of detail and a lot of description, which you don't really need as much when you're doing it in a visual medium. So it, I feel like it's, it's kind of nice to watch his stuff as opposed to read it because you've got to draw the, the pictures in your own mind. Yeah. He's, he's, he's big time though.
1: So there you go. That's what we're watching. That's what we're doing. That's what we're feeling. That's how we're smelling all of it. It's laid right out there for, before your very ears Episode 77, Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs.